all things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Powered by Overtime Media. Hello and welcome back into another off-season edition of the Who Dat Discussion. As always, my name is Andrew, and I'm sorry that we took a week off here in between our last episodes, but I've been feeling under the weather lately. I was I had the flu, so just sorry guys, just couldn't get an episode out while sick. But thank you guys for all sticking in there and um waiting for waiting patiently for an episode to come out. But because it's been so long, we have a ton to cover in this one. The Pro Bowl the Senior Bowl, the Super Bowl, NFL Honors with Mike Thomas winning Offensive Player of the Year, Drew Brees news, Taysom Hill news, and then also we're going to be recapping our secondary group from the 2019 season. Ton to do, so I can't wait to get right into that. But before before we do, I'm just going to take a quick moment to talk about the passing of Kobe Bryant. First off, thoughts and prayers to the Bryant family. Such a tough loss, and I wasn't a big Kobe fan, but I know a lot of people that were. My best friend was, or one of my best friends was, my brother was a um, Kobe fan. And um, the impact is just so big. Even the impact on me, and I wasn't even a fan of them. And I was like, just such an icon. Larger than life figure, getting taken away just like that. It's so, so sad. And um, it just puts a lot in perspective. I just got to enjoy the legends, you know, while they're here. Because there are living legends. And... You know, you just want to keep just cherishing any time, every time you get with him and hearing all these stories. You so the impact he had on so many different people is just, it's just crazy. You didn't have to be a basketball fan. You didn't have to be a Lakers fan. You didn't have to be a sports fan. He, everybody, comedians, he was just talking with and still getting a really, just I mean, all these heartfelt stories. I mean, the the public outcry for it demands everyone should talk about it. And such not only an amazing basketball player, but also an amazing father and he was one of those guys that was transitioning really nicely and it's just taken away from him and it's so sad and he was becoming such a good father and just I just want to put my two cents in there and just enjoy every second you have here on earth with your family members your friends your loved ones and then even you know the legends the guys look up to playing sports Drew Brees you don't know how long he's gonna play just like all that stuff it puts a ton of things in perspective and it's just so sad, and he had such an impact on our world. It's just tough to lose a figure like that. But I think with all that said, we are going to move on because this is a Saints podcast, and we have a ton to get into. So let's start off here with the Senior Bowl. That was the first thing that happened. It was a week ago, so over a week ago. So it definitely seems like a long time. But the North did win this one 34-17 over the South. And again, obviously everyone wants to talk about the QBs. Justin Herbert was the star of the show. He had an amazing game, and he won the MVP of this game. So it just shows you he was a player that came in here and did a great job. He looked like he had everything put together. And again, that is just really, really good for him. And I think this is really interesting to look at. He was able to just spread the ball out, do a lot of great stuff. 9 of 12, 83 yards and a touchdown. Really good job by him, and he was really able to spread the ball. Did a really good job. Threw a touchdown to a running back. He was able to get, to run the ball, looked mobile. Looked like he had all the tools for a uh, successful pro career, so that was really good for him. So that's obviously very good. The other QBs, Jordan Love, who the Saints were actually projected to get in a few mock drafts by uh, Mel Kuyper, 
um, and as well as Bucky Brooks. I thought he looked pretty good too. I thought he did some uh, good things. I thought you, he saw that you could definitely throw the deep ball accurately. The wide receiver couldn't handle it in, but still it was a good throw. And he's really the playmaking ability by him is really, really strong. So that is um, very, very good there from um, Love. You saw the playmaking ability. You saw what he can do on the team, and that's obviously um, really big. The one guy was kind of left to be just a little desired would be Jalen Hurts. The offensive line played so bad for him. It was so tough for him to really make an impact on anybody. So to me, it's not a just a full like fail. It was just incomplete because you don't know. You don't because he had no time to even think. I mean, no quarterback could have done good under that those circumstances. So definitely not the best there, but not bad. So I mean. Again, he didn't play the worst. I've seen worse, but it was just under so much pressure. It's really tough to gauge um, where he's at. Um, so that's kind of what it was with the quarterbacks. Anthony Gordon kind of surprised me, who kind of led the North and lengthening their lead late. So that was obviously very, very good. So I was happy to see that uh, from him. And that was very good there. The one thing that surprised me was these running backs. So the running backs played really well. Joshua Kelly, who had over 100 yards rushing from UCLA, he had a great game. And I was coming coming into this game not even looking at it because we have Kamara, we have Murray, probably going to resign William Washington. But some of these young guys looked really good. Kelly looked really good. P. Ryan looked really good. Gibson, Antonio Gibson looked really good. Um, you had Darius Anderson, who had over 60 yards of carry for from TCU. Um, P. Ryan's from Florida. I thought really both teams went over 100 yards rushing the north went over 200 yards rushing great game and um really showed out from those um running backs the receivers kind of a little left to be desired there not really the best play from a lot of these guys they played great in practice like van jefferson played great you he had a really nice week of practice juan jennings actually had a good week and a good week of practice and good game there so that was good to see. Denzel Mims had a good week of practice, not really good in the game. KJ Hill, Austin Mack, really nothing much from them. So it was just a tough, tough, tough game for them. Good week of practice. So I think still you're going to see uh, Van Jefferson, his stocks going to move up. Should be a third round uh, pick for him. It's, he'll probably follow the third round. Maybe Saints have to move up in the third round to get him. But I think a third round uh, grade will probably uh, fall for him there. So I think the Saints could get him. Denzel Mims the same. So we'll see what happens. I mean, a lot of the top receivers were juniors this year and didn't play in the Senior Bowl. So if the Saints were going to go first, first round wide receiver. I think that's really um, the guys that didn't really play today. But third round, I think I would love to see them pick a offensive lineman and then Jefferson here, along with getting a free agent wide receiver. I thought that would be a really good thing there. But you saw really good things throughout the week, not the best in the game. And the one thing I want to get to before we flip over to the defense, talk about the defensive line. Offensive line played really bad was what it was. I mean, you had the South only play with six um, offensive line by the end of the game, all offensive linemen by the end of the game. <sighs> just they looked bad. I mean, I wouldn't draft any of these guys. That's how bad they looked, and just something you really didn't want to see. So not really happy about that. But, again, it's tough to grade these guys off for one game. But it really, those one-on-one matches really judged physicality and moves and all the defensive linemen had all the physical attributes in this one. So definitely not a good thing when looking at this all on the line defensive line you had some guys play really well so that was obviously really um good you had bradley and and joss uche really the two main guys and from utah uche from michigan so they play really good alton robinson from syracuse had a great game these guys all had over one and a half sacks really good game by these guys that the athleticism showed and those are the guys the saints i would like to see the saints get bradley and maybe a third round pick josh uche probably a little higher 
um, Alton Robinson probably around maybe even lower. So I thought that was really good from those guys. And then the secondary, Christian Fulton from LSU had some really nice plays. And the real show out here was Troy Pride. He had a pick. Um, he had some really nice DBUs. Really good job by Pride there from the secondary. So that was really good there. Definitely to look at that. And I think that will wrap up our talk about the Senior Bowl. A lot of great prospects that we'll get into more as the draft season keeps going. But that was kind of just the, f- the first start. I mean, your really main show out guys was Herbert. Um, Anthony Gordon, Joshua Kelly, Michael Pirine, Juwan Jennings, um, Van Jefferson for the week. Ben Ben Bredson from the offensive line did play well. I didn't talk about him, but he did play well, so give it off to him for that. Bradley and A, Josh Uche, and then Christian Fulton and Troy Pride on the back end. So those are my players that really succeeded, and I think their stock moved up um, during this week at the Senior Bowl. Moving over to the Pro Bowl real quickly. AFC won this one, 38-33. Some Saints players did show out. Drew Brees in only two series, 97 yards and a touchdown. That was to Mike Thomas. Thomas had five catches, 92 yards and a touchdown. Jericho, three catches, 84. It was good to see our boys one last time. Again, it's just kind of like a shell, shell of itself, that game. And But it was just fun to see him. It just stunk because it was just like the Kobe news hit right as the kickoff was happening. And just everything was just kind of clouded by that. So that was sad. But... Just it is what it is, and um, overall, good to see some Saints players before the off season, and uh, good job uh, from the AFC for getting the win and getting the extra little uh, bag with seventy thousand dollars on the line. So that was good job by them. But now we are going to get into talk about Drew Brees and Taysom Hill because that was a really um, interesting kind of reports that came out over the last uh, few days here. You had, first you had a report by Jake Glazer saying, Taysom Hill is the heir apparent. Whenever Drew Brees retires, Taysom Hill is going to be the starter. Then it seems like, and then another report came out, the Saints plan is for Brees to start in 2020, Hill in 2021, and Bridgewater's kind of left out of it. Really interesting, and I'm happy about this. And I said you should draft a QB, but this is kind of like an alternative to drafting a QB. I didn't want Bridgewater to replace Brees, because we kind of know what Bridgewater is. He's a worse version of Brees. And it's going to be tough to win. He'll probably win, you know, it kind of reminds me of like an Alex Smith. You'll win 11 games with him. You'll make the playoffs, make the divisional round, but you'll never win that big game. You'll never win the big game. And I think that's what Teddy Bridgewater would have been for the Saints. So I'm happy that Teddy, I'm not like I'm happy, but I'm I'm fine with Teddy not being the quarterback. Taysom, it could be either very good or very bad. And Sean Payton obviously thinks it's very good. If he can run a Lamar Jackson type system where he's running around, laying out hits, that's what you kind of want to see. And I would love to see that, and I'd love to see the Saints try to implement that, so that would be really interesting. But we'll see if they could or if they can't. It's going to be interesting to see. But again, I think that is just, that whole offense would be fun to watch. A read option offense with Alvin Kamara and Taysom Hill, and you probably wouldn't pay Hill that much. And you would have a low-cost quarterback, able to pay everybody else. It's definitely a, it could work. It's a lot like the Ravens. So if that would work, that would look really good on paper. And we'll see, we'll see what the Saints can do with it. I think it's possible. I'm actually intrigued by it. I love Taysom Hill. And just the way Hill was speaking, like he wants Brees to come back. He's not in a hurry to get the job. Saying all the right things. He has the right attitude. Really great things by hearing by Taysom Hill. And the one thing with Drew Brees is what that he's going to take a few weeks and he'll make his decision by like mid-February. And I think that's going to be interesting too to see if he comes back. I think he's going to come back because if he doesn't, I think the Saints are not going to go straight into Hill. I think they would sign Teddy and then give it to Hill after. But... I would like to see Breeze in there. Give Breeze one last shot to win. Elongate that um, elongate that window of opportunity one more year. Try to go after it. And if you can't, re-sign all your guys. Bring Taysom in and change everything. That's what you do. And it's not bad. 
And um, I would love to see that. Really interesting. I would really love to see that. We'll see what the Saints could do. I mean, Taysom Hill, I mean, the seven touchdowns this year, he's been a guy that's just complete team player. Whatever he's, you know, whatever the team needs, he's done. And now he wants to play QB. And I think he's got the skills. Every year, another thing that people are pointing out this week, every year he's gotten better and better. So now let's see if he can keep on getting better. And let's see if he can progress this year. Let's see he has a full preseason. He's going to play a lot. Let's see what he can do there. Then we'll see really where he is. And I think it's going to be very interesting to see. I think very interesting. And I think he's going to come out and look really good. And I think I think he has the right mindset to, to really work. And he's working like Drew Brees said. He takes Drew Brees' drills and he does the same. It was just such, it was so cool, his mindset. So good. And I love that. So I hope he keeps that up and does all that fun stuff. Because that would be really good if he keeps on that work ethic, keeps on improving, keeps on getting better. And then eventually he will be at that starter level. And I know he's 30, but... You, know, you could get you could get a good five six years from Taysom Hill, and that's that that's Super Bowl window. It's two Super Bowl windows. Very interesting. So I really hope you know it's an option. Would it be my first option? I'd like to just draft one. Try to get your Patrick Mahomes. Try to get your your next QB. But if you feel like Taysom Hill's that you know something new and something special, and he's gonna and he's that sauce that in five years could win your championship, eight years could win your championship. You go get it. So again. If you want to take on that Lamar, Lamar offense, I think it would only work for like five years. But if you can win a Super Bowl in that five years, I don't care. So we'll see what happens with that. But that was a really interesting thing. that They're not going to really go to Teddy. They're going in the Taysom direction, which is very interesting. And then Drew Brees, we'll see if he comes back or he doesn't. I think he's going to come back. I'll stick to that. Seems like everyone around him says he's going to come back. Uh, Alvin Kamara said he was with the Pro Bowl. Seems like he's going to come back. That's what Alvin was saying. Sean Payton was like, I think he's going to come back. So we'll see what happens. But... Again, he's definitely seriously contemplating retirement, but in my opinion, I think he'll come back. So that's just what I think there. So before we get into talking about our secondary, and then also we'll be talking about Michael Thomas's record and just the legacy of this season, we are going to take a quick break. You are listening to the Hoodat Discussion Podcast. Welcome back into the Hoodat Discussion, and now we are going to get into our talk about Michael Thomas, can't guard Mike, winning Offensive Player of the Year after this just amazing year of 149 catches, over 1,700 yards of 1,725 yards, nine touchdowns. What a season from Mike. Game after game, consistent, consistent. I'm just going to go through these stats every week. 10 catches, 123 yards. 10 catches, 89 yards. 5 catches, 54, a touchdown. 9 catches, 95. 11 catches, 182, two touchdowns. 8 catches, 89 yards. 9 catches, 131 yards. 11 catches, 112. 13 catches, 115. 8, 114, 10, 101, 648. That was probably his worst. But then he goes out for 11, 134, 12, 128, 12, 136. And then um, in the last game of the season, he goes 4 for 37. <sighs> Crazy. In the playoff game, he went 7, uh, seven catches, 70 yards. That's consistent. I mean, that's it's crazy. He only had one game. He had no games where he had less than five catches. Only one game where he only had five catches. That's insane. What he was able to do against the best corners this year, get open, doesn't matter who's QB, caught from three different quarterbacks. He was getting open, double team, single team, best cornerback, zone. Can't guard Mike. You just can't. And I think that's a big reason why Drew Brees is going to come back. That repertoire there. Breezy can be like, we can do this with him. You know, our repertoire, adding another player. And if you get this guy help, it's going to make him even better. Just insane. 
the games that he had. And, you know, San Francisco, they, I mean, I know they lost the Super Bowl and, you know, they had a tough loss. Um, congratulations to the, the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. They fully deserve it. But the best best offensive uh, performance by a team playing the 49ers was the Saints. And Michael Thomas often catches 134 yards and touchdown. I mean, he was just so good. And the, the his, I mean, and he's going to get better. That's the thing. His attitude is he's going to get better. The route running is impeccable. The speed's really good. The the playmaking ability is really good. He's got the clutch gene. He's got everything. And it's it, he deserved to get paid. And I don't. And it doesn't matter to me who. And, and the Saints have that guy. And it's, you don't really need that guy to win a Super Bowl, but it's nice to have, especially when now you're transitioning from Breeze to another um, QB. It's just nice to have a good rock out. A wide receiver, and you could build around him, build around your Taysom Hill or whatever it is. So that's to me just so big. And congrats to Mike. And you know, as he said, the marathon continues, only the beginning. So hopefully, get him Super Bowl next year, get Breeze Super Bowl next year, um, and get Super Bowls for the future. Um, and I think I, I think this team can do it. So that's obviously really big um, there. So I'm just going to talk quickly a, about the Super Bowl because I said I'd get into that, and then we're getting to our cornerbacks uh, or cornerback and secondary um recap there the season so Chiefs did win the Super Bowl congrats to them and I think this is just the legacy of Pat Mahomes is continuing that's really what I want to talk about in comparison the Saints Saints could have had him and like that's the thing I, I do think that the NFL is kind of changing guards and that's why you're like I don't know if Brees can win one I think the league is kind of just passing those types of QBs along at this point you have all of them starting to move on and maybe you get one with Breeze. You would like to see like one last Super Bowl for the curtain call of these generations. You have a Breeze Brady to end it. That would be really cool. But uh, it's just I, I think this is this Super Bowl and this year, it kind of just flagged on the new talent. And maybe that's Taysom Hill for the Saints. He maybe he's gonna be a new All Star Pro Bowl um, MVP in this league. We'll have to see. And um, people are like, oh, you're crazy. He'll never be that. You never know. Honestly, if the Saints and Sean Payton have faith in him, I think he could be a quarterback in this league. And that actually changed my mind. And what I've heard this week, I was watching a lot of film while I was sick. I think he can do it. It's possible. And he's such a playmaker. And he's got all the intangibles for that. So, very um, interesting there. But I think that's the thing. I think this game was, look, Mahomes didn't play the best. Still came up big. I just didn't like, I don't like the, I don't like the 49ers. I don't like the way they really play. It's just not my style. I don't really like the zone um, when they spread you all out. It's just, it's very frustrating to watch for me because especially because the Saints always play them and just I, I feel like it was good for a new face to win it and not the 49ers as they I feel like they've won a ton obviously over the years so good change of blood just going to talk about that game real quick so that was good there change really changed in the guard it was very interesting in the 100th year it seems like in the 100th year the NFL is really just switching over to the next 100 so I thought that was pretty interesting and a cool little underlying um, of the game good for Andy Reid getting his first championship all that great stuff but now we are going to talk about the Saints secondary. I mean, this is an interesting group. Very interesting. Ton of decisions. We'll start off with decisions that you don't have to make, and that's with Marshawn Lattimore. 24 years old. He's under contract. You're going to make the fifth-year option for him, and then you're going to negotiate either this year or next year. I think he deserves a big contract. He's going to get the big contract. Hopefully it's by the Saints. I don't think he should be first. To me, it should be Ramchek, Lattimore, Kamara with contract wise so if he you know he's gonna get paid let him get paid after we make all our contracts this year if we can't pay him this year he'll have to wait because we're still still be under contract next year because we'll give him the fifth year option so i think he's kind of a sure thing he's gonna come back he's your number one corner hopefully he gets better 
because at the end of the season he was getting a little worse so hopefully he just keeps on gets better and really makes a nice jump into really that all pro type player um there then you have eli apple 24 years old as well um cap number of 2.5 this year but he's a free agent his over the cap evaluations at just above 5 million per year I, three years, fifty million. I, I think he's gonna get more than that. I think he's gonna get four years, thirty million dollars. Four years, twenty-eight million dollars, something like that. I don't know if the Saints should do that. I would try to renegotiate with Janoris Jenkins, make him. I'd rather see Janoris Jenkins in there, just some new blood. I'd rather see a veteran in there to go with Lattimore, not a young player. I'd rather see a veteran playmaker. I, I think I think um, Janoris fits in better with Lattimore. Lattimore, he's a great corner, great cover corner. I don't know if he's like a full playmaker ball hawk. Janoris is a ball hawk. So bring in Janoris. I think that's the guy you keep. I think you let Apple go. Now, if you can get Apple back on cheap with Janoris, fine. But I would let Apple go. And I would actually keep P.J. Williams, who's a uh, under, um, not undrafted free agent. I'm sorry. Just uh, you know, on unrestricted free agent. Cap number this year is 2.15. His over the cap is 2.85. I would like to resign for a certain price, like under $4 million. And then, you know, you can make him like kind of that slot corner, backup slot corner, depth corner, and then also free safety because he looked really good there. I would like to see something like that. Um, I, I think he's a good player to have. He's a card hitter. And I think a free safety, he would actually really work. And maybe if you want to either use him as free safety depth or maybe even put him in that starter role because he was playing really good. And I think he's actually a better kind of safety. He's better like as a ball hawker, big hitter. I think he's kind of better at that more than just a player that plays in the slot that has to really play the um, the ball and play the player. It's just a little too much for him, but like safety, you can see it from afar. I think maybe he'd be a little better at that, but I would definitely want to re-sign him, kind of leave um, Eli Apple the corner. I thought Eli Apple's just, his up and down struggles are just too much for me. It's just interesting. Um, that's kind of what I feel there. Patrick Robinson, 33 um, years old. He's under contract. He's kind of that depth piece. If you want to keep him great, if you cut him, you can save $3.65 million. You may want to do that if, like, that. See if, like, that's the difference between signing a Patrick Rob or a PJ Williams. I'd rather a PJ Williams than Patrick Robinson. So that's just kind of where I'm coming from there. Justin Hardy, restricted free agent. You got to resign him, give him the second round tender, give him, give him the original round, 3.2 million, 3 million. He's, you need him special teams. Really big there. Flipping it over. And then just quickly, you just, um, you have a, um, uh, unrestricted free agent with Johnson Betamosi, 30 years old, kind of just a veteran that came in in the season to be a special teams player, um, but then he got hurt. Pick him up if you need another special teams body, camp body. If not, I think you're fine. Safeties, Marcus Williams, he's kind of that main guy, 23 years old by the start of 2020. I'm going to stick with him. I'm a guy, you just let him play out his contract. You couldn't negotiate an extension, but I just let him play out his contract here. I think that as more reps, you would think he gets better, but he just can't get over the hump. Such a good player, but just can't get over the hump. So you're hoping eventually he can do that, and you're going to keep him in there until he can. If he can't within the five year, or the four years, I wouldn't resign him. Let someone else pay him a lot. But again, he just hasn't he hasn't got over the hump. He's been good, not great. When you need to make that big play, that star play, he doesn't make it. So I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But to me, that's just kind of what it is. He's got the PFF grade with 87.3, four picks. He's got the tackles, 53, touchdown, 15 games. To me, he's just missing something. And, I, look, I don't think P.J. Williams has that missing something, but, like, I don't know how much worse he'd be than, than Marcus Williams either. I think Marcus Williams, he's good and he's not great. And I think that safety position, if you're good and not great, or and it's not the thing that he's, he plays at such a high level sometimes, 
But what makes him good is that he has these biggest brain farts at the worst possible times. And that kind of hinders you. So that's you kind of stick with him. You're hoping maybe it all clicks one year, and then he's your really star-studded player. But in, and I, I, le- I think he has a talent, so you leave him out there because it's possible that it happens, and he's still good if it doesn't click. But if it does, it would just be really big for this team. So I'd keep him out there. Str- uh, starting strong safety this year, Von Bell, 25 years old. He's going to get paid. The good news is, is that he's a strong safety, not a free safety, and strong safeties have not gotten paid notoriously for not getting paid free safeties half. So I don't think he's going to get paid that much. I'm thinking a four-year, $28 million, three years, $21 million, between the 6 and $8 million range. The Saints could pay him that. I'd pay him that. You need the signing. You need him. He's the ball hawk of this defense, knows when to force the fumbles, knows when to pick up the fumbles. He's a playmaker, ball hawk. And to me, he's a player that you have, he has five pass defense, 86 tackles, five uh, fumble recoveries, one and a half sacks, two fumble of forced fumbles. <coughs> Excuse me. He does it all. So, um, really good job by him. And then after him, and I, I, th- I think he's a must resign to keep that depth there, to keep the glue together. You have C.J. Garner-Johnson next. He's going to be in here next to me, slot corner. I think he's better than P.J. Williams. He's going to get it done. And I think he's going to do a really good job. Still on that rookie contract. I, I think he's going to get it done. And I think he's going to get better and better and better. And he could become your Von Bell, a better Von Bell. But I think, I, I think if Marcus Williams puts it together with CJ. That too in the future, tandem would be filthy. But I, I think he's a player that definitely we can get. And I'm, I, I think he's going to take a jump next year. Had a great year this year. Was getting it together. Did a really good job. DJ Swearinger, unrestricted free agent, three point three million. Um, again, you can resign him as like a low cap depth safety ball hawk player. Had a bad year, but um, maybe you want to keep him around if you have the extra spot, have the veteran money. But if you don't, to me that's fine. JT Gray, irrestricted free agent, or exclusive rights free agent, I'm sorry. Um, exclusive rights free agent. He's going to be forced to sign the tender. He was a great special teams. Keep him on there. Uh, second team all pro. I thought he had a really good job. He was always in there. Um, did a really good job. Actually, I mean, he took some veteran spots. That was really good. And Saquon Hampton, who was on IR, six rounder. He showed a lot of promise, especially as a special teams player. So hopefully he'll keep on going, keep on getting better. And he was actually starting to get some playing time. So hopefully he could keep on keeping on there. And then finally, Chris Johnson, who's going to be a futures safety under the futures deal, sub-500 pick. He was on the practice squad all year. That's really going to do it for the the secondary talk and this episode. I think the secondary, the big thing is here, do we keep Von Bell? And if we keep Von Bell, that's a must. Do we keep then P.J. Williams or Eli Apple? I think that's going to be the big one, P.J. Williams, Eli Apple. I take P.J. I'd rather have P.J. and Von than Eli. That's just kind of what it comes down to. A bit of Eli and a lesser safety. So I think you get Von Bell, who's been great. Then you get um, PJ, PJ Williams to add that depth there. And I think you'll be fine. And I think they'll be okay there. So that's um, definitely something to look at. But I think that's the way you go. Maybe you add someone outside just to help the depth and everything. Maybe you get a new slot corner instead of PJ. And you don't want to rely on Chauncey. But I think they should. I think he's ready for that spot. I think, to me, you move your free agent money for... Um, for the defense, they probably have one big free agent for the offense, one free agent for the defense. I'd, I think about going after a corner. I'd either go after a second corner, but I think Janoris can be that guy. But if you don't think Janoris, then you get a corner. And then, to me, you get a defensive end. That could be like an Alex Okafor type. And I think you're fine. And you obviously you're going to have to re-sign AJ, AJ Klein, see what you got to do there. To get, to me, you need four linebackers, not three. I said that before. So, 
you kind of have three right now. You want to add a fourth. Maybe it's AJ Klein. Maybe it's someone else. We'll see. Maybe the AJ Klein will go back to the Panthers though, because Luke Keekley retired and he was that he was supposed to be. Um, he was like Luke Keekley's like study guy, especially in the beginning of his career. He was his um, understudy. So maybe he's going to come back to start after him. That would be interesting. But we'll have to see. Um, I think they should re-sign Klein and maybe get rid of Kiko and get another guy. We'll see what they want to do. Um, that's We'll talk about that when we get into the free agent talk. So that's going to be next week's talk. It's going to be free agents. And then also we're going to just get in right into the free agents, start with um, go position by position there. Um, talk about really We'll probably talk about a few positions on um, our next episode. And then we'll talk about just keep going position by position until we're done there. We're going to get a whole document together with all the free agents from each um, each position and then do that there. But I think with all that said, I think it's time to wrap up this podcast. If you like what we're doing here at the Houdat Discussion, you should follow us on Twitter at the Houdat Dis, on Instagram at Houdat Discussion, and then also wherever you listen to your podcast. That means iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, all that fun stuff there. Also on YouTube, drop that subscription and hit that like button. All that would be really big as well guys there's also one thing i do want to say if you guys on um, my the xfl is starting that'd be really cool another spring football league that's gonna be cool if you guys want me to start like a little um segment on it either in this podcast or i'll make like a new channel definitely comment if you want to see a xfl something with the xfl um i'll be following the, the new york guardians or new yorker follow the guardians there and we'll see how they do in their first game against the Vipers. But if you want to do like a 10-minute, just like I'll give you guys just a little analysis on the games, my picks for the upcoming games, like 10 minutes, two episodes a week, maybe just quick. And um, I think that would be something I, I would definitely do that. I really want to do that, but I want to see if there's interest there. So comment down below if you do that. I'll put up something on Twitter as well. I'll probably do like a different um, a different channel. But if you want to do it in this one, I'll do like five-minute XFL Blitz. We'll do Monday, like what happened on the, the weekend before, what we think is going to happen. Then we'll do like one on the next one. We'll just have like a little corner about it. That'd be cool too. Um, but I'll give you guys those options in Twitter on Twitter. If you guys follow us at the discussion, you guys can leave your uh, comments there, especially. And also if you're listening on YouTube, do that as well. Just leave a comment down, down below. If you want the XFL and then how would you want that new channel or on this podcast, but definitely look at that. So I think it's time to wrap up this podcast. So with all that said, I want to say thank you and who dat?